out. They didn't cord and spark. You know how much money I could make on this deal? I couldn't mess up, honey. Oh, hell. Mistake. Carmen knew he called Kathy, honey. She didn't like it when he used the endearment with her. Well, she said frostily, I'm bust at lunch. I may be bust for a lot of lunches. Gotta go, Charlie. Baby. Click. Damn. Mondays, Monroe was thinking. I hate Mondays. He called directory assistance and asked for the number of a jewelry store near Carmen's office. He charged a $500 pair of diamond earrings and arranged to have them delivered to her as soon as possible. He made another call. Let me speak to Hank Shapiro. A moment later, a gruff voice came on the line. Yeah. Hey, Hank, it's Charlie. Monroe. Charlie, how the hell we coming with our project? Well, they're putting some of the information on a new computer system. It's a little harder to find than it used to be. Shapiro barked, That's not my problem! I need that information, and I need it soon! The morning's irritations caught up with Monroe, and he whispered fiercely, Listen, Hank, I've been at Johnson Levine for years. Nobody has the insider information I do except Foxworth himself. So just back off, okay? I'll get you what I promised. Shapiro sighed. After a moment, he asked, You sure he doesn't have any idea? Who, Foxworth? He's completely in the dark. A fast, irritating image of his boss flickered in Monroe's thoughts. Todd Foxworth was a large, quirky man. He'd built a huge ad agency from a small graphic design firm in Soho. Monroe was a senior account executive and vice president. He'd risen about as far as he could go in the company doing account work, but Foxworth had resisted Monroe's repeated suggestions that the agency create a special title for him. Tension sat between the two of them like a rotting plum, and over the past year, Monroe had come to believe that Foxworth was persecuting him. Monroe had decided to retaliate. He'd gone to Hunter Shapiro, Stein, and Arthur and offered to sell them insider client information. Shapiro said, I can't wait much longer, Charlie. I don't see something soon. I may have to cut bait. This info will be grade A gold, Hank. Better be. I sure as hell I'm paying for gold. I'll have some good stuff by this weekend. How about you come up to my country place and you can look it over? You got a country place? I don't broadcast it. Fact is, well, Kathy doesn't know. A friend and I go there sometimes. A friend? Yeah, a friend. Oh, where is this place? Monroe gave him directions. Then he said, How about dinner tonight? I'll take you to Chez Antibes. I could live with that. Good. About eight-ish. The day improved quickly. Carmen loved the earrings, and she came close to forgiving him. In the office, Foxworth was in a surprisingly cheerful mood. Monroe had worried that the old man was going to grill him about a recent highly padded expense account— but not only did Foxworth approve it, he complimented Monroe for the fine job he'd done on the Brady pharmaceutical pitch. At seven o'clock, nearly time to leave to meet Shapiro, he suddenly remembered Kathy. He called home. No answer. He was troubled for a moment, not that he was worried about the South Shore killer. He just felt instinctively uneasy when his wife wasn't home, afraid she might find him with Carmen or whoever. But then it was time to leave for dinner. He cruised downtown and had a good dinner with Hank Shapiro. He caught the 11.30 to Greenwich, made it to his car without being stabbed, and drove home to peace and quiet. Kathy'd had two martinis and was fast asleep. At 9.30 next morning, Charlie Monroe strode into the office, 
thinking, Monday's over with. It's a new day. Let's get life moving again. Todd Foxworth, even more cheerful than yesterday, waved to him and asked him if they could have a chat. Charlie, couple of things. I'm afraid something's come up, and that invite for golf this weekend, I'm afraid I've got to renege on the offer. Well, that's okay. I, uh... Here's the other thing, Charlie. Patty Klein and Sam Eggleston from our legal department, you know them, they were at Shea Antibes last night, having dinner, worked late, and went to dinner. Monroe froze. Anyhow, to make a long story short, they heard every word you and Hank Shapiro said. So, there you have it. Security's cleaning out your desk right now, and you better get yourself a good lawyer, because theft of trade secrets is pretty damn serious. Five minutes later, he was on the street, briefcase in one hand, cell phone in the other. He walked for several blocks trying to decide what to do, and when...